0: to let you know when a segment of recording has been removed until we resume gaming. Episode 110. So, when last we left you, you were going out and about riding with Tristan.
1: Yes. Um, Kalen wanted to, um, do some potion buying beforehand. Yep. Because it's one of those things that you can't do after the fact. Yep. And I would actually like to divide treasure, if you're alright with that. Alright. So, um... Yes, Tristram and Calin ride south on their magic magic horses. Yep. Um, and um, as they sort of make camp for the first night, um, Calum wants to talk to Tristram. This is the first time I have been out adventuring with him since um the incident. Since the incident.
0: Kaelin, what can I do for you?
1: I, um, wanted to talk to you. Sure. I guess I wanted to apologise.
0: About Quintessa?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm, I'm sorry. I, I shouldn't have been so blind.
1: I... Don't feel like I handled the whole thing very well. I um, if I'd known she was going to leave that way, I'd have had you there in the room. I, but gen- more generally, I, I feel like I ran roughshod over you a bit. I was frightened after what happened with Father after what happened with Niska. I was frightened, and I didn't know how to convince you, so I just went round you, but that wasn't fair. It... I feel like I didn't treat you with enough respect, and I'm I'm sorry for that.
0: I told you what I wanted. I told you that I wanted to marry you. you knew better just like father you were right of course he was right I'm always the one that seems to be on the wrong side of this fence I suppose there's good reason now that I know it Now I know why they don't fit into
1: house law. I I don't know what you're going through. You've been through a lot in the cup this past couple of years. In a way you've lost the identity you grew up with. That's a heavy thing been the identity I stole from Triss. It wasn't you that stole it. You were two. It wasn't your decision. And your identity was stolen just as much as his. It's... I don't know what you're going through, but I do know what it is to want to be human. And not be.
0: He gives you a a brief
1: smile at that one. Of course you do. (laughs) I'm sorry. Hey, no, you've um, every right to be upset. I'll try to do better.
0: He will reach out and take your hand across the fire. And he says to you, were doing what you thought was right that's what's important here how how would this have ever ended well at best she loved me and i'd have forced her to turn her back on everything she believed
1: in i don't think there was going to be a happy ending here but i feel like there was a way to handle this that Involved you being more an equal partner in the decision making and just because I didn't find it doesn't mean I can't do a better job trying this could have been something that you dealt with as opposed to something that happened to you, something that it it, it wound up being something that was more or less forced on you and it didn't have to be that way I don't think I I, I don't know what I could have done differently but I feel like there was more I could have done
0: gives a long nod at this. If every one of my life circumstances has been forced on me by someone or another it's okay. It's not a bad life. It's just not the one I was meant to have.
1: Would you want to go elsewhere?
0: I've thought long and hard about it. Not to another kingdom or anything like that, but across. Mm. To the first world. Aye, that's what I meant. Change links reflect the nature of what's put into them. What they think they are. I'm changing. And he will brush his hair back. And he has, where, is it? where it's been concealed over his ears, he's now got like quite long elvish ears that you've, Caelan's seen this over the last little while. They've been getting pointier and pointier. They look elven but different. The elf ones sort of point out vaguely triangular like his point up. And it looks, you know, sort of precursor to elf-esque. And my skin, I asked Michaela to show me some tricks, but get some water, put some in his finger rubs at it and he's got like some sort of layer of paint or makeup or something over his skin that's making it appear whiter than it is and he looks um, vaguely like the old Beldame. He has this light green skin and he will sort of rub his finger smear back over it but
1: going away would mean going away from everyone I care about I'd miss the hell out of you, and there's many who'd say the same, but I don't... I wasn't very happy when I found out Corwin didn't want to still be here. I wouldn't want to keep you here if you were unhappy here. (laughs) Happy, unhappy in the larger sense. I understand you're unhappy right now. I'm unhappy
0: because of what happened with Quintessa, but... uh, And I must admit, what happened with Father... And Triss.
1: Aye, aye it's a. it was a hell of a... You. It, it's only been a little while. You haven't had that long to deal with it.
0: I've spent a long time wondering about him. What happened to... What happened to him? Where he went? Who raised him? What he learned? Not knowing... Where his brothers were.
1: He, the, um, Titania told me she took him in after. Yeah. It's, um, it sounds like it was pretty bad for him. With none of us, and yeah, all sort of gestures, it head round vaguely, us being the group, yeah. with none of us had exactly great childhoods. Uh, you know, Bren in the woods. Michaela didn't have an easy time of it. Actually, for all I know, Corwin did.
0: <laughs> yeah, he just—he never talked about it. Yeah. I, I, oh, obviously, he had parents somewhere, and he never gave any indication that he'd had a traumatic childhood. But he just almost never talked about his past
1: period. Yeah, he, d- he didn't talk about his old life period. Um. Uh, Sweet Lana being an orphan. But, and I know, I didn't always know this when I was younger and dumber, but I know life with father wasn't exactly easy. It doesn't seem to have, I know Van had an easier time of it than you, but it doesn't seem to have done good things for him in the long run either. It's, um, but, um, I think Triss had the hardest out of all of us. It was a pretty, pretty bad place. It's not very rational to blame you for the whole thing, but he, and... He's got more reason. I didn't handle him very well while we're thinking about things I've cocked up. I wish I'd known more about his background when I talked to him that way. I didn't think it'd be the last time I'd see him for such a long time. I certainly didn't think I'd be blowing Van and and Father's chance to to meet him.
0: We'll find him again one day, I'm sure. You're, You're his real family by blood, and that must mean something. I think that means a lot to him. But you're my real family, too, by life, if not blood. Oh, yeah.
1: God, i give him a hug at that point. It's, I want him to be okay because he's had a rough time, but it doesn't mean as much to me as it means to them. You're my brother. More than any of more than I I, I I know you, it's, blood's important and I'm glad to be a part of House Thorn. There've been other things I've been part of that I've been less happy about. I'm glad to have a place that's mine, but blood's not everything. It doesn't, and Kaelin will gesture vaguely at the ears, it doesn't matter to me. I understand that it matters to you, and that's, this matters to me, and it's just gestures vaguely at his own, but I, I don't like orcs very much, and that doesn't make this easy. We don't have
0: any control over it at all, we don't have any control at all over what our blood gives us. You have the orc, you have the orc fury in you, but you're better than that. You've, master it. You can't change what you look
1: like. Well, you can. <laughs> but it, it, it doesn't fix anything in the long run, I don't think. I'm not certain everybody understands that, but in the long run, it, you are who you are, really. Hiding it only makes you least comfortable with yourself, not more.
0: And we can't change the choices that we've made. We didn't know what was going to happen. We've made a lot of bad choices over the years, but we've made a lot of good ones too. Helped a lot of people. I know you wanted what was best for me with Quintessa. I know it hasn't worked out to anyone's satisfaction, but I know your heart was in the right place. And I made bad decisions there as well. I, I blame myself. I. She was the first girl that had ever... Expressed any interest in me in that sort of way, and I just, I, I let myself get get carried away by her, and I I shouldn't have done it. I,
1: I do understand that one.
0: I, I... in retrospect, it was obvious that she must have been after the title, the money, the position on the council, any of those things.
1: No, I. It's not. I used to think no woman would ever be interested in me. That was why I um. That's why I was accepted. That's why I went on. I went out with Lillian. She was the first woman that ever asked me out, and I. Uh, I kind of thought she'd be the last. I mean, Bryn uh, kind of propositioned me before that, but it was. I kind of figured she didn't. She'd change her mind about that once she met, you know, more men. I, I, it does make it more complicated. There's certainly a lot more women have asked me out since I've, all the women that have ever asked me out have asked me out since I became a king, and it's, it's hard to take away, I'm not certain they would all be asking me out if I was a, still a random bastard mercenary. But, there are women out there who will like you for who you are. Honestly, I think Quintessa did, but she loses a lot of points with me in the loving you when she wasn't... Even if she did love you, loving you when she wasn't free to wasn't fair to you. But I think... But there are women who will love you for who you are.
0: I don't know. I honestly don't know if I'm better off believing... That she care, choosing to believe she cared about me or choosing to believe she didn't? Both ways hurt.
1: Uh,
0: like I say, we don't control those choices. I, I have less excuse than you do. I'd I read all about this sort of thing in books, but in practice she was so much more
1: warm (laughs) just don't give up on love
0: I don't have any intention of it good but I don't know who or what would take me as I am but there are there is this world and then there are more and then there are other worlds than these. There's gotta be someone out there for me.
1: All right then. Good. Catelyn will clap him very lightly on the shoulder and um dig out a bottle of expensive elven wine he happens to have with him. Yep. And um Leave it there. Yep. And I would like to make a diplomacy show. Sure. Nicely
0: done. Alright. Probably flub it.
1: And flub it. <laughs> ah, well.
0: You've already got a pretty good relationship with it. I
1: do indeed. The thing about a 24 is it's a relative. Actually, come to that, I'll use my free agent of change sure. I've Got it. Alright. And... Still it, yeah. It's quite a high DC now. Yep. <laughs> yep. I probably need to put some more points in diplomacy.
0: Yeah, if you add another two to it, does it make any difference? No, it's four, isn't it? The four to it, does it make any difference to you? Uh
1: let's see, yeah, twenty. Yes, actually.
0: Because remember, that's the equivalent that we're using of that gifting mechanic from Jade Regent. Because in Jade Regent, there was that weird thing where like. You'd buy the NPC items the NPCs wanted, and then give the, give it to them. Yeah. You were paying vast towards of money and kind of taking the things they wanted away and giving yeah. them back. Yeah. So the equivalent for this one was um, giving them stuff that they want in a more metaphysical sense.
1: Yeah. Cool. All right. Um. Then yes, I make it at that point. Thus, you were bought to a twenty-five. Yes. Cale is not certain that Tristram is necessarily on board. The alcohol is the solution to one it, it, difficult relationship conversations, But mm-hmm. he's prepared to bend as far as buying Tristram the kind of alcohol he knows Tristram likes. But, you know, that's as far the, the, we're men. And if we're going to talk about emotions, with alcohol needs to be a
0: part of the equation. Just, a, so it's a, an aspect you're getting off him of at this point. Yep. Um and I believe you've got I'm not my father's son. Yes everything starts as someone's daydream.
1: Yes and I've got family is more than blood.
0: Family is more than blood is the last one that he's got Yeah so but
1: I must have...
0: you, you tripped that earlier.
1: Yeah I think, I think I had a conversation with him and that came up. yeah yeah because I was wondering why I've got three aspects for him when I've got two for everybody else except Bruno, who's the only one I've actually already made over 26 when in doubt fight is an excellent aspect yep
0: uh, well you've got your relationship tracker there you have also picked up another one and i don't think any of brins at this point yet uh, no that one no uh you gain one with svetlana you have denied javon
1: ah uh, yep
0: uh, successfully. Yeah. You did not give him what he wanted. Yep. And you defeated him prevented
1: him from taking it. Yep. Alright. That puts me to 25 with her. But, um, given that she's not here, if you want to, um do a scene with that at a later stage when we get back
0: we... Uh, this is just because um, it's only their aspect it's, it's only their aspects, aspect yeah so what have you got of hers?
1: I've got I don't know how to love them Yep. and nothing will come of hate
0: yep and the last one she has is you have seen um you have seen <laughs> uh, it's interesting getting this the, this is probably a realisation you have coming off the back of that conversation about decisions yeah yeah um, you have seen her grow and change a long way from when she was just like the pretty shopkeeper's wife. Yeah, um, she has made a lot of interesting choices in her life. Several of them actively bad. Yeah. Um, never out of spite or malevolence, but um, you have definitely seen she carries the weight of being a part of the cult of Gaenor with her. Yeah, she didn't do anything terribly evil knowingly, but she inadvertently contributed to a whole bunch of bad things happening. Yeah. Um, which she can directly trace back to actions that she's taken. Um, And she, some people refuse to accept that about themselves and just try and bury it or hide from it. She has almost welcomed it, let it into her heart, and realized that she can't make every choice right. Um, Reflecting that onto other people, she's also realized that some people choose wrong and some people intend to choose wrong. And even when they're given an opportunity at that fork, they choose to take the easier road. Um, and the aspect you get is every man is responsible for his own choices.
1: Oh, nice.
0: She is about taking control. <laughs> nice.
1: Which means the only character I don't have a third aspect for is Michaela, and I'm on 24 relationship with her.
0: Yeah, but she's pretty mysterious.
1: Yeah. Honestly, at this point I feel like I know her pretty well.
0: Yeah, yeah, the, the Ritual of Unveiling was, um, awesome. was quite the eye-opener.
1: Yeah.
0: And Shield of Blades is a cool ability.
1: It is indeed a cool ability. Kaelin appreciates it every time... Him, he's getting hit in that the face. That makes the ring of force shield useless to you, but... Yeah, yeah, but, um... Uh, that way I don't have to use one of my precious, precious ring slots. That's true. All right, and, um, at that point we continue south on our way. Yep. And
0: where are you headed to?
1: Um... We will start with the skull fence, as that's the thing that Tr- Tristram particularly wanted to look at. And, mysterious um,
0: cave. Go uh, into the cave! I would like
1: to know what's going on with it. And then after that, um, there are some swamp hexes, or I'm poking around further south.
0: Okay, so you're back in, diddly
1: diddly, F4 or so? F4, yes. Um, And... Off a couple of days for travelling south, but not too many. Tristan is incredibly fast. Courses. So
0: I told you, Rivetti had built a bridge, in In, um, in yes. G four,
1: I've got it. Um, I've got it in G four. Yeah. Yep.
0: So you can go and check that out if you desire, but there's no particularly compelling reason to. Yeah. It's based it, based on the fact that Kalen's been down that river and boats go down there. It must be something clever or really high to stop the, um to, to enable boats to actually go under it. Yeah. Because the riverbanks themselves are not super high. But Eremini would have to either build up or build something, given his various clockwork instructions that opens. Yeah. So, Tristan will see the skulls on the stakes. He sort of gives a little, um, a little shudder. Mm-hmm. Ghastly, but... Uh, it certainly does send a message that should be clear to anyone no matter what language they speak or what manner of creature they are mm. all right all right uh, let me have a look at what my phantom steeds do in my player's handbook sure. and he will um, have talked to you about this and gotten a description of you know there's the cave there's these uh weird balls of things rolling around the front of that, uh Right, so it goes at a billion feet an hour. Uh, 220 foot per round.
1: <laughs> Sweet. Uh,
0: and they can air walk. For, Sweet. For one round at a time. Yeah. Which is not stunningly useful, but uh, next level they will fly. But yeah. Alas, not this level. Alright, so Tristan will sort of roll up and he says, uh, so these things that you saw are dangerous or not?
1: I, I would say almost certainly. I can't think of any other reason the put this here. And Kalen's toe taps the skull fence. I mean, they were very dangerous. At Swetla- when Swiftblunder and I flew over them, but we were two hundred feet up. I um, would imagine that they'll give us some trouble if we come close. We, if we come, we won't
0: have that advantage, but we do have. We, we do have very fast horses. Very, very fast horses.
1: <laughs> I right. and um. It's, um, I want to look around the thing, and if the beasties attack us, you know, um, I'm alright all right to take them out. Sure. I just um wanted a bit more idea of what I was doing. At the time, we didn't really have any clue what we were looking at, whereas I'm, I'm thinking with you along, you can give me some understanding of what it is that we're looking at. Uh, so... And whether we should, um... Whether we should fight it or just mount our, or or just just turn our exceedingly fast horses around and gallop back down the hill.
0: Well, how about we take? I I mean, you and I are not the sneakiest of people. (laughs) No, it certainly I'm not. How about we just sort of? How about we take a wide, uh, a slightly wide bank around the cave and just sort of head through? What he's basically proposing is ride through at speed past the things so we can get a look at them, see what they are. He presumes he will be able to outrun them, because if they can travel more than 220 foot around, they're really, really, really fast. Yeah, I I feel good about that as a plan. So, he will... <coughs> and he basically says to you, you know, we'll just ride through, I'll look at the things, we'll ride off, we'll see what happens. Yeah. And when he looks at them, he makes a knowledge arcana check. He rides past at speed. So... <gasps> Puts on his his jaw opens, and he starts shaking with excitement. <laughs> um, and then, focusing on what he's doing, rides on. Um, as you ride into the area, again, I can re-describe what you're looking at here. Yeah,
1: that would be very helpful. Um, it, it was a good long while that I scouted this bit. Yeah. So, what you are looking at is... Um,
0: these things are... Large balls, uh, smaller than a horse, bigger than a man. Um, But it looks at first like a ball that is rolling along the ground, but when you look at it, it is made up of hundreds of sharp spikes that are all rolling and curving around each other, inside and around the ball, and as it moves, it cuts along the earth and produces this... (laughs) style noise. Um, the spikes in it are continuously changing. They, um, when the things are merely rolling around, they're flat, it's like it's a giant ball made of a thousand ball bearings, but then when it sees you and basically activates and chases you, all the ball bearings go, and stick spikes out of them, and you have this ball of metallic spikes roaring along after you. And it is Fast. It is nowhere near 220 foot around, but were you on foot, these things would just run you down. Um, And they follow you. uh, Pretty much all of them. Um, You are being followed by 11 of these things, which react as soon as you enter something and ride off, and Tristan will make intelligence check, which he will trivially succeed on, and you ride on past and what Kalen sees is Kalen just hears a sort of (laughs) chopping noise. You look behind, these things are rolling after you. You're outdistancing them, but they're coming along fast and you ride away from the cave and ride and at some point they just bank, turn away from you and transform back down into the cloud of rolling ball bearings. At which point they seem to just ignore you entirely and roll back into various positions around the hill. And Tristan rides past and he will sort of wave, wave stop to you and you sort of bank and pull in. And he says, it's alright, they won't follow us past here. There's set to a territory marker. Uh, it's the line of skull fences. Aye, that, that, that seemed logical. They, they don't pass it. I mean they, they might, in reaction to a threat, I don't think we would be able to get away with, say, standing outside and
1: standing outside it and pelting them with arrows. But that probably wouldn't work anyway. Other, yeah? they look pretty. Mm. But
0: you didn't tell me that they were warden jack swarms.
1: <laughs> Nay, I, I, I don't know what that is. Ah, uh,
0: I suppose they are quite obscure. Um. What do you know about the Aslanti? Em- so a long time ago, there used to be something called the Aslanti Empire.
1: Aye. Um, that came out and um, that came out in Adam's um, yeah. character's voice. It
0: says, you know, the lizard folk in Merkvale and around the world. Aye. Very, very, very degraded forebears of the Aslanti Empire. Rules. It was ruled by lizards. I'd heard of it a little, but I didn't know that it's long extinct. They were supposed to have invented marvelous works of, uh, of, of science, of wisdom, of magic, that sort of thing. But very little of the empire remains. the The theory the theory was that there was an event called Earthfall, which wiped out the vast majority of the settlements. Great meteors coming from the sky. The devastation must have been immense. Aslanti ruins are are pretty rare and valuable, but those are Warden Jack Swarms. They're Aslanti constructs. Uh, They were built to guard areas of importance of some kind. I can't believe they're still functioning. The the design, it must have been fantastic.
1: So it'd be a waste just to chop them to bits, is what you're saying. We, um... I, I mean, I don't know how you'd go about reprogramming them.
0: Oh, uh... I suppose you could, I mean, I, mean that I, I haven't had enough of a look to work work them out, but it's not a creature or a construct, it's hundreds and hundreds of tiny, tiny constructs all working together for one unified whole. I My understanding is that they warp gravity or magnetism or some such thing to attract them all into the ball. Uh, amazing things, but each individual piece could in theory be reprogrammed if you had some kind of expert in Atlante technology
1: well i mean i
0: wouldn't even know where to start i don't think i could even open the things
1: i, I can see it. it'd it be fairly tricky but i suppose um Uraviti must either be or have such an expert i mean presumably guarding this hill isn't what they've been doing ever since atlantic times
0: Hmm. Well, he wouldn't. He didn't build them. They're not copies of something. They're not copies of something made to our more modern specifications. That's original Aslanti metal, I think. If I'm any judge, I'm no expert on these things, but I have read. Blah, 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 he lists like fourteen books.
1: Well, if you're not an expert, I don't think I'm going to come across someone who is. Uh, however,
0: the skill for reprogramming these things is knowledge engineering. Um, which Tristan has absolutely no ranks in, because that was
1: your thing. Yeah, and uh, I'm actually moderately good at it. How good? Uh, I've got 15.
0: Tristan theorizes that without any better knowledge than just... Like, you you could probably poke these things... and am assuming you stopped them in mm. some fashion. You could probably poke them and work out how to open them and get at their internal clockwork workings... But he thinks you're looking at, like, difficulty 40s
1: Okay, to right.
0: reprogram it. Uh, it,
1: it w- In all fairness, if Tristram did have knowledge engineering, he wouldn't probably have a DC... Yeah. He wouldn't be able to make DC 40s either. Uh,
0: honestly, he might. He can hit that on nature. It's hard, but he can do it. Yeah. Um, <coughs> but he's not. He, he, he doesn't... Even now, he is mostly interested in these things for the history they represent, as opposed to the feat of mechanical engineering they yeah. represent.
1: it's definitely... He was much more interested in things like bridges and architecture and cities than, like, than he is and weird little clockwork gizmos. Yeah.
0: Um, basically, your DCs would be easier if you had, like, you know, as Isleti books... Reference materials, experts, that sort of thing to refer yeah. to. As it is, it would very much be Kalen opening it up, looking at all the bits and going, I'll turn this and see what it does. Yeah. Um, uh, he will tell you about Warden Jack Swarms, because he knows mm-hmm. uh, damn near everything about them. Cool.
1: So, he would probably be very useful to um, a certain li- a certain lizard. So, uh, Alright,
0: So he can tell you any two of any two of these three: their offensive capacities, their defensive capacities, or their um, special abilities, basically
1: all have defensive capabilities and spe- special and special abilities
0: so, this is going to be quite a problem uh, like I say it's not one creature each given ball is button e- each given ball is perhaps a hundred or so of creatures uh, I think the group terminology they used for them was a sw- was a spill no no a spills only when you have about five of them a disaster. That's what you have for this many. A disaster of Warden Jack swarms. Uh, Unfortunately for you, they're not the kind of thing you're going to be able to hurt meaningfully with uh, that or that or that or that or that or that or that. that. He points at all your weapons.
1: You're going to tell me we need magic of some kind, aren't you?
0: You see, when you strike at them, they're going to split. If you're fast, you might be able to hit... And he makes a little opening gesture with his hands. If you're fast, you might be able to hit... One or two of them, but not in a way that's going to meaningfully damage it. Uh, like a swarm, it's diff- it's difficult to hurt with weapons, but far more advanced than a swarm. It will simply split and move apart when you when you strike at it actively, trying to minimise the amount of damage you can wreck physically. Uh, energy of any magical kind would hurt them, but these are advanced constructs. Uh, So, he tells you they are swarms. Yep. Um, Not only that, they are super hyper hyper swarms. So they're Uh, not just... They are completely immune to weapon damage. Okay. Um,
1: I don't want to fight them. I'm on board with that.
0: He is not willing to suggest they are completely immune to physical damage because something like dropping a big enough rock on them would do the job. But when you you stab stab them, the robots are going to go like this around your blade. Uh, They are vulnerable to energy attacks, you know, fireballs, like bolts, etc., etc. Because they are a swarm, they are extra vulnerable to those because they take more damage. But Warden Jack swarms have been designed to repel that sort of thing and take half damage from all energy. All energy. Fire, lightning, sonic...
1: So so it kind of balances out. They take extra damage from... Re- uh,
0: they will end up taking uh, 75% of a given thing of damage because yeah. they take half of it. I'd have to actually look at your apply resistances or bonuses first.
1: Yeah. But the, in any case, they've got a bonus and a penalty to it, so... Yeah. Uh,
0: but one that favours them. Yeah. They come out ahead on that deal.
1: Yeah. Um... But that still makes magic damage by far the better plan, because that will hurt them at all, yeah. whereas physical damage flat out won't.
0: Yeah, so they are a Construct Swarm. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they have Construct Traits, which is mostly irrelevant to you, in yep. the ilk of, you know, you can't affect them with mind-affecting magic, yeah. or cast Flesh to Stone on them, or things in that neighbourhood. <laughs> yeah. None of these are really things... I can look it up if you need it, but no, none yeah, of that's right. those would do anyway. Uh, and that is their defensive capacities. Okay. They're immune to lots and lots of things.
1: Yes, I I take that seriously. What about their um? Because sp- oh, I'm going to get construct bane on my weapon, and I would, yep. when I found out they were construct, I was regretting not doing it before coming down here because I didn't want to. Because but I would have if I had, I'd have left the sword behind. At yep. which point it would have yep. been even less useful. If flight. you
0: can, if you can get a weapon that makes area effect attacks in some fashion. But...
1: Yeah, it doesn't draw. Doesn't come readily to mind. Yep. All right. Um, what about their special abilities?
0: Well, you've seen they're quite quick when they move. Uh, I imagine it would hurt a lot to be run over and ground up inside one of them. Uh, but they, the good news is they're confined entirely to the ground. Well, that's not true. They can climb almost anything by sticking into it and grinding, grinding the, grinding the spikes through. Uh, they can spider-climb at will, functionally. Yeah. Um, but they cannot fly or jump in any capacity. Sweet. Um, so if you are up sufficiently above the ground in any capacity that is not climbable to you, they cannot do anything to you. Sweet. Um, uh If you get run over by one, you need to make a reflex save, or they will literally run you over. You fall prone. Yeah. Um, they then get bonuses to mush you while you are lying on the ground. Yeah. As a swarm, you know how the damage works anyway, they just roll over you. Yeah. Um, it will tell you that uh, if you're sufficiently hardy of body, then, um, you should be able to resist at least some of it. Uh, when they damage you, you unlike normal swarms, you get fortitude saves for half. Ah, sweet. Like, a sort of evasion. Yeah. Uh, the spikes grind over you and you go... <coughs> <coughs>
1: well, that does sound useful.
0: Uh, and any time you are hit by it, you start bleeding. Ah, yep, that's a problem. Yep. Yeah. So he says, you know, any given one is not ridiculously dangerous when you are ready for it. Um, as a big disaster like this of them, they're quite dangerous.
1: Yeah.
0: I and um. Uh, and he will tell you they are fiercely intelligent within an incredibly specific set of things he said they'll be they, they were set to guard the areas of um, religious scientific important significance that sort of thing places where people where the general public were not meant to go uh, equivalent of behind walls but so they're very smart from that point of view they'll know where they're supposed to go and where they're not they'll come out to engage outside threats that seem to continue to threaten the area and They'll split around, flank us, adapt, cut us off, whatever they can do in that neighbourhood. So, smart, but only within a very limited degree. Like um Very much like animal intelligence. Yeah. They can do very clever things, but are still functionally limited by the fact that they are constructs built for a specified purpose.
1: Alright. Well, that's all useful information. How high is that... So, question for you. Yeah. How high is that cave? Like, there's a cave at the top of the hill. Yeah. Um if somebody were to try, say, flying in, yep. um, would you be able to investigate that cave without landing? How high is the cave?
0: So I think you're asking two separate questions there. How high is the hill and what's the sur- what's the height of the cave itself? No,
1: I'm asking what's the height of the cave.
0: Right. Um It does not look high. Yep. It is at best ten foot high.
1: Yep. Um,
0: This also doesn't look like a huge cave, it's basically kind of jutting out the top of the hill. You imagine at some point, when this area was more built up, the hill, you know, the cave was in an actual wall, but now caved away entirely.
1: So I'm thinking there's going to be something interesting in that cave, or else why are all these these rolly things here?
0: Warden Jack Swamps, not, not rolly things.
1: Uh, yeah, why else are all these Warden Jack swarms here? I mean, this this seems like quite a lot of security. Well,
0: if they're here on their own... Mm, volition is the wrong word. If they're here on their original programming, they're protecting something, as Lanti. If they're here on Irivedi's programming, and I wouldn't put it past him if he's obtained them from somewhere, then they're protecting something of his? Or... Guarding someone he wants to keep in there? That could be doable as well.
1: Well, the question is, how would we kill him? How would we kill him or how would we get past him?
0: Well, I mean, if we could, if we could capture them, that'd, that'd be quite valuable, particularly active on a collector's market. Uh, so he will basically tell you the metal they are made of is inherently valuable in and of itself. It doesn't do anything particularly remarkable like Mithril or anything. I forget what this is called. Um, it's not Orychalcum, but it's something in that neighborhood. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's the non-licensed version of Orychalcum. Yeah. Um, it's valuable in and of itself simply because it is rare, like gemstones. Yeah. Um, if... If you kill them, they will essentially explode into piles of (laughs) treasure. Awesome! Because you pick up all the little shards of metal, and that's worth something to you. Uh, If you can catch them alive, people would absolutely pay for one, but there are several horrible logistical
1: flaws with that. Yes, I think I can see (laughs) them.
0: But Tristan is not telling you to do this. He is merely giving you his knowledge at length. Yes, Uh, so in terms of how you can kill them, it's going to be quite hard. Yeah. Particularly for Kalen, who all of his capacities are waffled with a weapon.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I have my fireball beads.
0: Yeah. Um, so...
1: And things like Alchemist's fire?
0: Yes. Um... He doesn't think that they will have hilariously high amount of hit points apiece, but certainly enough that they'll shake off a couple of Alchemist's flyers. Yeah. Um, There is not a great deal that Tristan can do to them, um, because he has almost no area effect style damage. Uh, There is nothing that Brin can do to them. Yeah. Um, Svetlana can... Chuck a T fireballs at them all day yep. long. And fly. Yes. Which gives her by far and away the best mobility and capacity to take them on. Yeah. Um, and, I think Michaela is surprisingly ill equipped for this as well. Uh,
1: uh, that, that doesn't surprise me particularly because she does weapon damage and like negative energy damage. Yeah. Neither of which I'm assuming. And, the and negative... her
0: high AC is of little value to her. Yeah. The, the negative ne- energy won't do anything to, right, to the negative e- energy.
1: Right, Because they are not a
0: not if in any meaningful sense. Alright,
1: so it sounds like the person I want to actually blow them up is with Barna. Uh,
0: Tristan will tell you that um, uh, if you really must break them, then uh, you'll need something that is designed to do that sort of thing. Uh b be. bee, is the spell? Uh, Shatter. Um, does them a big pile of damage, um, which they are not resistant to. Right. Um, It is a bard spell that Tristan doesn't know, it is a cleric spell that the can take, and it is a wizard spell that Svetlana doesn't know.
1: Yeah. So somebody with Scrolls of Shatter. Yes. Including possibly Tristram.
0: Yes. He Um. can cast it with ease. Yeah. Um, Although... The downside is you're standing there and shattering them, and then the balls roll over you
1: yes. and grind you up like a lawnmower. Yes, Tristram, mate, that may be a better. Um, so, um, sweet Lina, I could give sweet Lana scrolls of shatter.
0: You certainly could, yes.
1: Because she could cast them while we fly in the sky.
0: Yeah, although honestly, her fireballs are probably better. Right, because yep. unless you buy high-end scrolls. They're doing X damage per caster level, type yeah, of thing. but
1: there's a lot of these guys. It might be a nice option. You know, she might run out. I know she. I know she's a sorcerer, but it is possible to run out of fireballs. Yeah. I'm just looking at something that Tristan has taken. this is his last. Um,
0: it's his newest spell because I haven't used this before. I don't know if this will work. Uh, that's... No, he has seeming. Uh, no. He cannot change you into a ball of spikes. It is beyond the spell's capacity. Uh,
1: so I was going to ask you about something. What about if we were invisible? Like we snuck into the um, Tiger Lord's camp. Could we just walk past him?
0: Possibly. They, they have a limited they have have a limited form of uh tremor sense they can detect what's moving on the earth around them but only in very small quantities they mostly rely on I, i honestly don't know it's a visual component but they have no eyes i'm not sure how that works but they saw us when we entered even some distance off and pursued us we could become invisible and sneak around them but we'd have to be fast uh, basically, they've got 30 foot of tremor sense. If you're invisible and you go within that, they see you automatically, because that's how tremor sense works. But if you stay out of the 30 foot, you're fine, and you're, they're completely blind to you. But then you've got to weave your way through a bunch of them to get in.
1: So, if I recall correctly... You can make us and our magic horses invisible, right? That's how we snuck into the Tiger Lord's camp.
0: Oh, yes, with sufficient spells, certainly.
1: Uh, I have two potions of invisibility on me, in in case it came up. Uh, Because if we need to be fast and... And nimble. And nimble, the, the magic horses seem like our friends there. Yep. I mean... We've got to get in and then back out, of course, which is the other problem. The invisibility will run out by then. Uh, But on the other hand, to get out, we could just be fast.
0: Very true. Depending on how long we spend inside the cave and if there are any other guardians in there or uh, other sensors that might alert them that we're there... Yeah, um, but I, I can I can only speculate as to what Aslanty security could be.
1: I but um, the 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 really good thing about these um, magic horses is that if it turns if it all turns to custard, we can get atop them and ride away very quickly. Very
0: true. Yeah, well, that that may help you briefly, particularly because we're coming off the top of the hill. Um, the mounts can airwalk for one round. Um, so they run on the air, and then they would glide down to the ground. But it would get you out of the highest bit.
1: Yeah. Um, and the other and qu- effectively
0: like jumping over their heads.
1: Yeah, it t- does sound good. So I'm visualizing like we sneaky, sneaky, sneaky invisibly on our our very very fast horses. Yeah. Up to the cave. Yeah. We dismount the horses, go into the cave and the beasties presumably don't go in themselves, the problem I can see is where the magic horses go.
0: Although they are big enough to go in there. Yeah, the horses could fit... both both the Warden Jack Swarms and the horses are big enough to go in the cave. You're not talking about something enormous here, but it is at least like the size of this house.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so it is possible that the Warden Jack Swarms patrol the cave as well. Possible. But, um... It's possible they don't as well.
0: I mean Tristan is it it would depend on whether they've been uh whether they're still on their original purpose or the Clockwork King set them to something else. I mean if if it was protecting a holy site or a scientific site or something, you wouldn't want them rolling in disturbing the disturbing lizard folk in their work.
1: And if it is a um if there is a dungeon style thing in there the, um, you, you wouldn't want them to inadvertently Inverting. eat the prisoners. No, certainly not. And, uh, I, I have to admit, I wonder if it is, like, some kind of Atlantee ruin under the hill. And the cave is merely the top of it.
0: That, that would make sense.
1: At which point we could put the horses inside and, uh, poke around inside it. But we would have to hope that the horses, the warden drap wouldn't go in and the horses would still be there when we came out.
0: Sorry, I blinked over that last part. What was that?
1: Um, like, say, if I'm right and there's an Aslanti ruin inside the hill, Yes, we could leave the ho- horses in the cave and Correct. go and investigate yes. the Aslanti there ruin. There's definitely
0: enough cave there to bring the horses at least into the mouth of it.
1: Um, but but again? we would have to hope that while we were down exploring the rest of the Aslanti ruin, the Warden Jack Swarms didn't come in and kill our magic horses.
0: Yes. On the other hand, if the Warden Jack Swarms are not coming in, period, then um, it there's no problem
1: there. Yeah, and, and if they are, we'll be able to see that and run away. Cool. Alright, this sounds like a plan. How many times a day can Christian cast invisibility?
0: Uh, technically speaking, uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, if he spends all his high little spell slots on it as well.
1: Okay. So I'm looking for four.
0: Yeah, he can do four with his second level spells that he knows. Sweet. I actually technically eight because he's cast two phantom steeds today.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Um. So he can do that. Each invisibility will buy you 13 minutes, which yeah. is going to be amply sufficient to cover the distance. Yeah. Uh, in terms of what's in the cave. You can't tell uh, but, but you know, if, if it's an eight-story deep complex, then obviously your invisibility is going to run out. Yeah. If it's just a cave with a big sign that says don't come in here, yeah. then... um
1: So this is the plan I wish to proceed with. Yep. Cool. I realise this will be a big chunk of Tristram's spells, but that's kind of what they're there for. All right, so... Tristan
0: says, we, we can get to reasonably close as long as we don't cross the fence line, then they won't be disturbed at all with these. Uh, and, billy billy b, uh, you can give me a engineering check. I've kind of already given you this information. 29. Um, so looking at these skulls on on the poles and that sort of thing, uh, the Warden Jack Swarms are definitely made in such a way that Cailin struggles to fathom how that have been crafted. Each piece, each individual piece is very fine to the point of being like a piece of jewellery. And you don't really understand how they all stick together. But it's it's a very advanced thing. Um, the skulls on sticks, on the other hand, are incredibly well made. But crude by like comparison. They What they are is they are basically Poles. I, I think this is what you saw the last time. They have all been cut to exactly the same height and planted at exactly the same depth. Yeah. But they are not as in origin. They have yeah. been made after the fact. Yeah. Um, by somebody who has clearly worked out exactly where the boundary line goes all the way around here. Yeah. Quite possibly by standing there and taunting the Warden Jack Swans. Yeah,
1: well, I mean, um, assuming that they are following their original programming and found, Iribeti yeah. or his father's found this... This may have been the, beyond this point, you'll be eaten by warden drags. Back here. Yeah, back here you'll find style boundary fence for where the warden drags were going anyway.
0: Yep. So Tristan suggests you can basically rock right up to the fence without, um, without disturbing them in any way. Even if they see you, they're not going to react to you. They're not going to come over and like block you from getting in or anything like that. And as far as you can see, as you watch them, they just roll in patterns around the hill. If you watch them long enough, Kaelin would pretty much put together, like a guard patrol, they move in certain ways, basically orbits of different types around the hill, covering yeah. all the ground.
1: So we'll spend a bit of time watching them and get a hang hang on the pattern, to, nice make pattern. It, yep. to, to make it easier for us to na- navigate the... Because this is going to be quite fiddly, because it... It's going to be like sneaking in a video game where if you go inside the magic threshold... Yep. Bing, bing, bing.
0: Yep. Um, and because you have seen they all turn and react, like they all turned and chased you, presumably if you had multiple targets that split up, um, but basically if one of them finds you, the other ones are going to, if not find you, start rolling over in that direction because you yep. have clearly got some sort of... Uh, communication between them yeah okay Yes. and so you and Tristan right up to the edge uh, he says you know if we start a little back here then he can cast invisibilities and then uh, depending on how you want to do this you could air walk in the first bit at which point you just go over a large number of them or you could air walk in the last bit uh, going up the hill whichever you thought favoured you more
1: I think we'd probably um, just jump the horses over the first bit, because for the first bit we can pick a time when we know, okay, this is our moment when the the swarms are all rolling in that direction. Yep.
0: In fact, as you do the patterns, can you both give me an intelligence check?
1: I'm so glad I brought him. All right, and Caelan gets a 14. Okay, so As if it wasn't obvious enough that he's not the brain. You this watch them you
0: weave are. around, it reminds you of a guard patrol, but there's no consistency you can see. Yeah. They don't go in like a set circle over and over again. Yeah. They seem to roll in and out and around each other. Tristan watches it and Huh There's a there's a pattern, but it's a changing fractal algorithm of some kind. It's kind of amazing. I could watch this all day, really. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, he says, sort of snapping back to himself. Uh, how to put this so you'll understand, so you'll follow it. Uh, There's less surface area towards the top of the hill. The fewer of them will cover a greater area. That's the
1: more heavily patrolled part. Right, aye. so we should airwalk the second bit not the first
0: bit. Yeah, because what he's explaining to you is out here at the edge of the circle they have all the surface area to cover. In there the ones that are doing that bit only have yay much surface area to cover So that's the harder half
1: Cool, then we'll do the airwalk on the last bit Alright
0: Well, Titania's grace and a bit of luck This will work Hold on Everyone vanishes. So like And then you start to ride in and it's less about enormous speed here and more about precision. And so you sort of ride in relatively slowly in the sense of you're only moving at fifty foot around yeah. at this point as opposed to two hundred and twenty. And the first little bit is trivially easy, you know, you you wait for one to roll over there and you just ride past it. And then you see them, as you're getting a little closer, start to shift and roll in different patterns. And they clearly don't see you. They don't start rushing towards you. But you hear the... noise of this thing grinding and chopping. It's clearly designed to float slightly, very slightly above the ground. It's only cutting vague strips flattening the grass rather than shredding the ground entirely but they bounce and tink and screech off each other and it makes this cacophony of metallic noises that seems to be right behind you (laughs) Um, and so as you head in you can see one is not coming towards you, but it suddenly Jaunts changes its pattern and starts heading that way, and at this point you're going to start having to give me handle animal checks. Uh, sorry, ride checks to, um, pull off your cunning, dealing riding.
1: Alright. Well, the, uh, we brought the right team for that.
0: <laughs> okay, so to give you an indication here, you've got, like, 400 foot to the cave, um, the, uh, air walk will take you halfway there, give or take. Yeah. And you've just done the first 50 feet with ease. Yeah. So, it's a 37 for Tristan's ride. Uh,
1: Kaelin fumbled that, that's a 23.
0: Yep. You are still fine at this stage.
1: Okay, cool.
0: This is where, this is the easier bit and it gets harder.
1: Cool, I'm changing dice.
0: Yeah, moving from like the 50 to 100 yard as you're riding forward kind of gently waiting for one to go away you suddenly hear two of them behind you switch and start rolling directly towards each other with you being vaguely in their path and <laughs> yep. go faster go forward ride ride like the wind okay. tristan this time rolls a one and gets a 21
1: uh, Caitlin also rolls a 1 on a different dice and gets 23. Well, well might we then. So, you
0: rush forward, but not clearly quite quickly enough, because the two of them are rolling towards each other, and then they bank sharply and start heading towards you. And, you see them, they have clearly reacted to your presence and started turning towards you. What, if anything, do you want to do about it?
1: Hmm. Yeah, well, there doesn't seem to be much point re-rolling on the basis that um both of us failed. Yep.
0: And there are, you know, vague, vague, grinding noises coming from elsewhere, as clearly elsewhere on the hill, the other ones are going, something detected.
1: Uh... I think at this point what I want to do is book straight for the cave yep. and have a look at it as we as we go really fast. Daring. Yep.
0: Very daring.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So you sprint up at this point. You can ride the horse, double move the horses four hundred foot. Yeah. So it takes you a single round to achieve this. Yeah. Um, however, you are not quite provoking because there's swarms, but you are certainly heading into the path of destruction. Yeah. Uh, so I will oblige you to give me another ride check to see how many swarms you effectively have to ride through to yeah. get right there. <laughs> Justin another one.
1: All right. Um,
0: <laughs> He's changing guys.
1: Yeah, I know the feeling. I already did that. So, um, on the other hand, this time, Carolyn rolls a thirty-six. Okay.
0: So you jink and dodge, and get hit by only one of the swarms. Yep. As it just sort of catches you. <laughs> on the edge um, Tristan on the other hand gets caught by three of them yep um, and now I need to check whether his horses can survive this uh, right they pass the saves that they cannot make automatically so it's not going to be
1: because um... they still can't they've got alright tri- oh, because they've got chamber since they don't have to see us once they get within 30 feet correct they will just run you over yeah
0: um because they can see you
1: automatically, because you're touching the ground. Yeah. Um, and it is not like they have to hit us with a melee weapon, they just have to roll over us.
0: Yeah, so there are several things his mounts can do, but they will still get hit here, Yeah. and chopped up, and have to take some damage. Yeah. Cure um, sure.
1: And we get to make fortitude saves to half the damage. Yes.
0: Uh, so, should we start with you, as you're the only getting yep. one? Give me a fortitude save, which you will obliterate, I would say.
1: I didn't roll all one on that, that's a 25.
0: Cool, yeah. So, as you were riding, one goes... <laughs> over you. Um, just sort of catching you on the back flank. And it hurts as it runs over you, and suddenly it is like you are having... A thousand nails hammered into you at high rapidity, but they're not going in and sticking. They just go <laughs> over you and chop into you, uh, and that would be half of 16, 52, 24, 12 damage. Cool. Uh-huh. Can you note that your horse has 20 hit points and just took 12? Okay, sure. both of those things. Tristan, on the other hand, looks at his
1: options.
0: And I think the most part decides that he really can't afford to fail that ride (laughs) chick that badly.
1: Yeah, that's hard to argue with.
0: He can take his horse being hit once, maybe twice, three times, and he's going to have a real bad day. Okay, so here's nothing in particular here, so he will spend a card, reroll that, so something better than a one. Yes, substantively. Right, that brings him to thirty-four, where he is merely getting ground by one as well. Excellent. His hero point just gone down. Okay, so he will fail the fortitude save. Yeah. It just kind of rolls over and falls and you hear Tristan go
1: Ah God g- ah, oh. Yeah, but on the other hand, um, I'm much more concerned about Tristram's hit horse's hit points than Tristram's hit points. Yeah. Fourteen Twenty five.
0: So Tristan takes twenty seven points of damage. Look. And his horse takes half that because it's slightly spectral, so it basically Sweet. saves automatically.
1: Sweet. Um,
0: so 27.5 is uh, 13.
1: Yep. Which means, crucially, his horse survives the one hit. He's quite right, it wouldn't have taken two of those.
0: Yep. And the Warden Jacks will roll after you, and you just sprint up towards the cave. Yep. Uh, at which point you have a free and clear moment to have a look at it. And at this point, I will take a search check to see how many details you can pick up with great rapidity.
1: Okay.
0: Fortunately, Tristan is here with you, so yes. he has a 28 on his search.
1: Yes, I got an 18. Camel feels oddly focused. do not want to do this again.
0: Okay. So... how does trust with communicate cuz he's got the information but he's only got so much time to shout at you what's your what was your plan here
1: uh, if the warden ja- the, the... if there's
0: anything in the cave you're going you're going away from it or... um
1: uh, well the thing is um the crucial piece of information is whether the warden jack swarms are going to follow us in yeah because if they're programmed not to enter the cave then they presumably won't yeah and if they are, then they presumably will. Yep. At the point that they're going to enter the cave after us, then we have to go now, and Tristram can tell me what he saw later.
0: Yep. But how are you going to assess that? Are you going to run into the cave and see if they follow you?
1: Um, well, it doesn't seem like a very good idea. I mean, there's an obvious there... point of
0: reference of if you go up and there's one in there, then you run away. I think that's um, yeah uh... established.
1: Um. It... The cave is big enough that we could potentially gallop round and then back out, right? Because yep. um it's you said it was a big house-sized cave. Yes. So we wouldn't necessarily get trapped in it if we go in.
0: Correct. If you like basically you do a giant U-turn in yeah it.
1: and then um, because we haven't used the air walk yet because we were going to use it later correct and that will get you about halfway
0: back down the hill and so we can and because you go faster than them they're going to have to chase you back down again
1: yeah so the theory is we do a giant circuit inside yeah. if it, if they start following us in we then gallop round out the other side and do yep. a dramatic yep. arc let, let
0: me just do some trigonometry and work out your math here sure uh, be... Yeah. That's nice and easy. Okay, so you are basically going to lose about a 100 foot off your movement by doing this. You're yeah. taking a big U that isn't getting you further forward or further yeah. away. It's just getting you round. Uh, it will give you enough time to see if they're going to stop or not. Yeah. But because you're going, you can go a lot faster than they can, you could actually go in, loop out and be out again before they got there, but that doesn't help answer your question. Yeah. Um, so you're gonna to have to wait on them slightly. Yeah. And then charge around again. So effectively you're gonna have the same problem going out that you've got going in, you're gonna to have to make writing checks to avoid them catching you, cutting you off or anything of the sort. Yeah.
1: So we'll... Take a swing at that. In the event that one of our horses dies, um, the other per- we can du- we can d- change mounts and keep going. We we can potentially, I can pull Tristan, reward my horse and keep going. At the event that we both both our horses go down, we're a bit buggered. Yeah.
0: Okay, and you ride up and ride into ride towards the cave, uh, and Tristan shouts. Tristan shouts out to you based on what he see- what he sees. It's Aslanti, and there's co- and there's constructs in there, but and there's constructs in there, but something very different to the swarms. Uh, they don't look very dangerous. So he says, "Yay!" Into the cave. Yep, we go into. He sees nothing in there that dissuades him, and several things that attract him. Yeah. So you ride in, and you immediately have a problem, because as you ride in, there are four more constructs in here. They look absolutely nothing like the Warden Jack Swarms. They look much more like human beings, but only by the most crude approximation. They have clockwork arms, clockwork legs. They are holding Eldori longswords in them. (laughs) Um, And their faces are pretty much just a square head that's had dent... Dent eye, dent mouth, and as you ride in, they begin turning towards you and going halt for bed in, halt for bed in, halt for bed in, until then. Right.
1: Um, I'm going to ask you a question. Yes. I have mounted combat. Yes. Which means I can make a ride check to avoid a hit on my mount. Yes. Can I have done that to avoid a hit on the swarm, or is no, that no?
0: Because your ride chick substitutes your mount's AC, right? And the swarm, swarm is not succeeding irrelevant. by hitting its AC. Yeah, it's yeah of course, it's because
1: it's well, that enough. would pre- that means I gallop my horse away from the stab, whereas yeah. there's no stab. Okay. And this
0: is kind of a horrible experience too, because what happens is not the swarm runs over you, but you end up inside the swarm and yeah. then kind of rolling out the other side.
1: Yeah, but it didn't turn me into a blob of goo, so That's I'm all true. Turned um, you into a pincushion. cushion. Yeah. But only a very lightly injured pincushion. cushion.
0: So these four um, clockwork sentinels in here clearly have weapons out and are moving to intercept and attack you.
1: Yeah. Alright, so I want I want to go round them and keep going.
0: So you will end up provoking.
1: Yep. Um. This one I'm definitely going to use the right check to take the hit on me rather than the, um. And
0: given how your relationship generally works, like Tristan will let you take the lead hell on yes. this. So you provoke four times as you ride around, then he rides around behind. Uh, you.
1: And they don't have combat reflexes. Works Oops. for me. Oops. Uh, so... If any of them hit the horse, so I want to use mounted combat. If they all hit me, that's my preferred outcome. The
0: AC of your horse is 18.
1: Yep. Um,
0: that's how it works, and then. So, do you want high or low?
1: I'll have high.
0: All four of them seem to seize up for a minute, whirring, and the blades go slightly down, then slightly up, as if they can't quite decide which one to hit, and then all of them at different times go high and hit Kaelin. Sweet! Perfect. Uh, So, that is a 14, a 26, a 26, and a 10.
1: None of which hit me.
0: Yep. So these things raise their swords, and there's clank, 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 as they all tag you as you ride past, and the swords just bend and smack away on your armor. Yep. And you and Tristan ride in, get about halfway round, ...and see the Warden Jack swarms and their terrifying (coughs) noise have come up the hill... ...and they stop at the cave mouth... ...and they retract the spikes and go back to being wall bearings... ...but they just sit there, rolling back and forward very slightly... ...so they are clearly unable... ...unwilling is the wrong term... ...unable to come into the cave... ...but they know something is there... Yeah. Even though they can't see you, they're smart enough to recognise something is there. Oh, that's right, you're still invisible, aren't you? Yes. The clockwork sentinels do not react to your presence in any way, shape, or form. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, when the warden jack swarms come up, they raise their heads vaguely towards them and go, Half forbidden, half forbidden, half for a then. and tell in so far as you can see the warden jack swarms pay them absolutely no attention. Yeah. Um, so, uh, technically speaking, what you should do is make me a move silently check here add a plus 20 bonus. Sure, that will help. Because the constructs can are obviously capable of perceiving things. The clockwork sentinels yep. can still hear you walking around.
1: That's a 25 for Caitlin. Uh
0: Yeah, so... You and Tristan both move quietly. Your spectral horses make almost no noise because they yeah. don't actually have hoofbeats. beats; Their yeah. feet don't touch the ground. And you move in, see these clockwork sentinels, sweep past them. They still have their swords out, just kind of as a permanent feature, presumably. You sweep round about halfway through the cave and you realize the Warden Jacks will have, have stopped and they are just waiting outside for you. Yeah. That no longer the grinding of spikes, but just the soft little... Ch- 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 of ball bearings rolling around inside each other and Tristan will you know because you can see him and the yep. horses he sort of taps you on the shoulder points at the clockwork sentinels says to you not as lefty. they didn't look it uh, do uh, they look like we could hurt them do we um, makes a bashy bashy sound yeah Okay. And let's get the drop on these guys before them, while they still can't see us. Yep. Yeah. So Tristan will, um, because he has no compulsion to go near them at all, stay out of range and stay on his horse, because it doesn't have for his archery in any way, and he draws his bow ready to fire, and yep. you, I presume, basically just ride up behind them with your whatever your weapon of choice is, Al? Uh
1: Because I am on a horse, yep. I will get on up, I'm going to get out my lance. I have spirited charge, so, cool. you know... The, the first one's going to be sorry. Cool. You get a surprise round. Cool.
0: And uh, you interested in whatever water can run into them. Yep. So, um... I will get... Roll, roll for an I suppose. Yep. Uh, he's on 17.
1: I'm on 6. Okay.
0: So, Tristan... And Tristan sort of says to you, right, on your signal. And you... Click forward and give the signal, and Tristan just immediately pff, lets fly a string of arrows off his short bow. Yep, uh, as he will full attack, rapid shot them.
1: Sweet. Uh,
0: and... Hit, hit, and hit. Sweet. Uh, his bow is enchanted with frost, and the arrows streak out with frost all over them. As it hits these things, uh, I would have to check the monster manual. I'm fairly certain they are immune, immune to cold. gold.
1: Uh, I thought... Uh, yeah, no, you do not have the monster manual, you have a DMG here as a monster just as a part
0: of being a construct. Yeah. strikes. Nope, I'm quite mistaken. They are immune to of poison, stunning, bloody, bloody, bloody. Um, can't be made for tea. Blah, 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 blah. Nope, cold damage works just fine on them. Nope. Yep. Cool.
1: sorry they pissed off the invisible... I'm going to be sorry they pissed off the invisible bar. But...
0: Right. Tristan suddenly appears, shimmering out of the air, very much the same way you have seen Titania appear. He isn't there and he seems to just step into reality and (laughs) let's fly a string of shortbow shots, cold damage. One of them hits the clockwork Sentinel in the arm, wedges in its shoulder joint and it goes and its arm falls off and it collapses. The other two he doesn't get quite as good a shot set on. Arrows stick in and then eventually get ground up by the gears but they look hurt. And Kalen
1: Okay, um so there was there were... one
0: healthy one and two damaged ones.
1: Excellent, I'm not gonna waste my time with the damaged ones. Um Kalen has lined up a shot about twenty feet away. Yep. And will gallop. Yep. Um charging with Lance and Kalen shivers into being as his Lance strike endeavours to strike home and then he's gonna gallop twenty feet to the other side, for Kalen has ride by attack and spirit charge. Yes. He has been waiting for some time to get to fight something on horseback. And um, they're not credible, presumably. Uh they are by you. Oh, right, you because, crit- Chris- everything. because Christian gave me, gives me yeah, crit- yeah, yeah, yeah. Tristan
0: said they had a weak point in the yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. So um, okay, so I will endeavour to confirm that. Sure. All right. Um, so seventeen plus nineteen. So I would imagine that I can confer- for a triple
0: confirmed crit.
1: Yes. So um, this may be um slightly more hit points than they in fact
0: have. No, this this second one
1: is. Uh, Alright, I rolled Minimum Damage to, to, to help them along here. I am, however, two-handing the Lance, so that's ten times three is thirty, and then it is a times three on a crit as well. Uh, so yeah. I'm not actually certain how that works. Do I times three the thirty? <laughs> uh,
0: so yes, you deal triple damage with the lance, and then if the lance has a crit range of twenty plus three times three, yeah. then
1: you triple it again
0: for a total of ninety.
1: Yeah, okay. So Kalin does ninety points of damage to this um, oh. poor, unfortunate
0: soul. You don't so much charge, you don't so much charge it and hit it, as bring your lance up at an expert jouster's jouster's position and just hit it full force. in the way you never quite got that one good shot on Villamore, Coth. on. Yeah. And the clockwork sentinel just explodes as you plow the lance straight through the middle of it in a shower of gears. It goes boof, in all directions.
1: New plan for fighting, new plan for fighting Hiraviti. I'm gonna try a crib with a lance. It's
0: a good plan. <laughs> uh, so, so uh, you may have your choice here. If you st- Do you still have Cleave as one of your? I do, I have both cleave and great cleave. So you can ride by attack straight past it and to the other side of the cave sort of thing. Um, or you can cleave the other two, if you prefer. I, I like to cleave the other two, Platt. Sure.
1: Okay.
0: And yes, you are still charging them. You basically arc the horse and run through them all.
1: Sweet. And this is an attack at my original base attack bonus with the minus two, yes? Correct. Cool. Alright, so... I suspect that may be where the cleave ends, but I will add it up for good measure. Um, okay, the second one is a 21,
0: head. Yep, you waffle it. Okay. The slow, clunky construct turns around towards you, and before it's turned a quarter of the way, you wallop it.
1: Cool. Um, Alright, so that's 14 points of damage, and it Plow is... Plow st- its
0: head clean off at the lance.
1: Okay, I, I hadn't times three yet, but yep. that's fine. And then third one... This one's
0: damage from Tristan shooting, yeah. This uh, yep. is the next
1: one. Yep, so... Uh, uh, 30 on the, on the yep. third one. And you plow through it. And, um, yeah, once again, that's, another, that's the yep. same amount of damage. Yep, and these things pretty much explode when you yep. hit them and just shatter <laughs> Yeah. Into
0: a ton of pieces. It's
1: all right. So Caitlin takes three of them with the last in yes. the surprise round.
0: Yes. Uh, you did not find that challenging in really any meaningful way. They yes. are slow, clunky. Have an AC of ten. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: It, it, it's um, it's not necessarily that they are intended to be CR appropriate opponent.
0: And you and Tristan appear on your horses, and from outside, from outside, as you become visible again. The Warden Jack swarms go and spike up in response to this. They do not come into the cave, but they sit right at the mouth of it, rolling.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Getting out of here is going to be a, a pain. Yes. Because you're going to have to at least go through two of them to get out.
1: Yes, yes. I, I presumed that would be the case.
0: Um, okay. But you are in the cave. Yeah. as They do not disturb you, the clockwork sentinels are dead, and there's nothing stopping you more or less spending as much time as you want in here.
1: Uh, Which is indeed the plan. I mean, leaving again is not currently a very inviting prospect, so we're we're good where we are. So, do you want to know what is in this cave? I do want to know what is in this cave. Okay. Um. And at this point, I'm pretty happy for Tristram to take 20 on his search check.
0: (laughs) So, yes, indeed he will although he has no difficulty whatsoever finding what is here because it is not hidden in any meaningful way. So I, he searches everywhere, concludes that there are no secret doors, traps, etc., etc., that he can find. He says, well, there's just what appears to be here. I, I guess this was a workshop of some kind, he says, and goes over to... There is a fairly large table, and I mean something like triple the size of this. So it's like a big, big big-ass table that sits in the middle of the sort of cave, and you can walk all the way around it, so it's accessible from all sides. Uh, It has, in bits and pieces, piled up on the corner. The middle of it is widely empty, but there's bits and pieces that Tristan picks up and says, "Ah, clockwork tools, I'd say, and looks at them, and you can look at them as well, and these are... The functional equivalent of like screwdrivers and things like that. The they are um, fairly amazing tools. Calen has not seen the likes of them before, particularly. They are fine thi- they're made of metal, they are thin but very strong. They look like they're perfect for getting into small amounts of work, levering into small spaces, that sort of thing.
1: They sound really useful for jewellery making.
0: Yeah. Yes. Uh so when you look them over, uh, there are two sets of masterwork crafting gear here. Oh, ooh, shiny! In the sense of anything you could actually craft with this sort of stuff. Yeah. It, it they count as masterwork tools for. So that would be, you know, jewellery, weapon making, uh, making clockwork things, obviously. Awesome. Etc. Cetera, et cetera. um...
1: I believe and actually already have Masterwork crafting jewelry things. But these, but are yeah, crafting these are
0: Aslante called... Masterwork Yeah, these are cool.
1: Actually, I'm not sure he does. They're
0: 10,000 years old.
1: Yeah, I want them. Um, and they are magical. Ooh! Magic Masterwork crafting tools. Awesome.
0: Um, yeah, so, like, for obvious reasons, these would be useless for something like pottery. Yeah. Well, they anything like, you know, locksmithing stonemasonry, armorsmithing, any of that sort of thing. Yeah. They would be great tools for. Awesome. Um, and several of the clockwork parts that are here have reasonably clearly to because you take town you know, all engineering check and smash these difficulties, have been used to make those things the clockwork sentinels that you've just obliterated. Yep. Yeah. Um, moreover... Uh, when you go over and look at those clockwork sentinels, uh, you may either give me an knowledge engineering check or take ten on it, whatever you prefer. Uh, look, see if my knowledge engineering like that's it's not very hard to work out. Uh, I'll take ten, so that's twenty five. Cool. So these clockwork sentinels have been clear have you presume been constructed with the Aslanti tools? In fact, at twenty five, you can look at the fine work on them. And go, oh, yeah, there's a slight scrape there that matches this thing. Um, they have been constructed partially out of some of the aslantic parts that were here, gears and wheels and that sort of thing, um, but only about a quarter of each of them is made of that kind of thing. The rest of it has been made of more readily identifiable modern-day materials. You know, this is basically a sheet of metal that's been hammered flat into a torso kind of thing. Uh these are extremely crude clockwork creations compared to the kinds of things you've seen Aravetti produce, like the likes of First. Mm. It's vastly advanced over these things. They're still actually at least moderately advanced by standards of you know, you haven't seen a lot of robots before. Probably. Yeah, yeah, I,
1: I can't make gold.
0: <laughs> um, but they look like they're simple, crudely made, and they do actually remind you of First somewhat. You know, they have the same basic features of their sort of humanoid thing. Somebody has tried to humanize them a bit by giving them faces in the same way First has one. A bit, again, crudely, it's just bang, bang, eyes, bang, mouth.
1: Because um, you are these like early prototypes from the same pe- person who made first.
0: Yes, that's that's your conclusion that you take away. Yeah, really early prototypes like yeah. these might be the first, first clockwork ones. things that person ever made. Yeah, not just the first in the line from first, just the first clockwork things ever.
1: Yeah, so, so the um, this might be a this is the because the thing about the thing about golems is they don't break. Yeah. They, they last a long time. Yeah.
0: And First is not the first clockwork unit that was made. He was the first of his sub yeah. of unit, his series.
1: Because there was like, there yeah, was cur- thirty-eight, but there was also like Courier yes, 34.
0: You have not met Courier First, but there is presumably one out there. Yeah,
1: so First is the line of his special golems.
0: Um, and... What Tristan picks up here is he says... Incredible. Look, it's it's a book and picks it up from the main table. Um, it is a book that has been bound by hoops of metal, and the pages in it appear to be metal as well that has been etched into, so it has lasted the test of time really well. Uh, Tristan will obviously this one. It's a book, but it looks like three quarters of the pages plates are, are gone I mean look the rings are yay thick and there's yay many pages in it and the rings clearly clip apart somebody could just take the pages out and then they've clicked it shut again uh, the one thing Tristan will find in here is this book which he will uh, have a look at uh, and with his 20 on his search check that brings him to 40 he says ah the ground here and the the ground here on around these rocks has been disturbed. The cave is a, like, sort of flat, rocky floor. It's not artificial, but it's been well, well worn down. And he says something has been dug in the corner there.
1: Oh. Alright. Kevin will go have a look- looky loo with
0: so, his shovel. Like something's been
1: buried there, yes. basically. we will dig it up with his shovel. Yep. He'll have Tristram stand back in case it's trapped or something.
0: Yep. Now, you dig it up... And can you both make me a heel check?
1: Is this going to be, like, Erevedi's original body or something? Great heel. Well, we're both super awesome at heal. Uh, on the other hand, I rolled really well. 21.
0: Okay. So, what you are looking at there is a partial skeleton of some kind, Um old because a lot of it appears to have just decomposed away entirely. The parts that are still there, you've got sort of half a rib cage and a bit of face um, have been sealed over with metal plating and things. Um, so what you've got is metal plating that's got bones on the inside um, and when you look at it the shape of the faceplate goes out like this in a snout. This definitely isn't Iriveti's body, it's a lizard man. Ah. And the ridiculously old one, based on how incredibly weathered the bones are. Whatever can, whatever's been used to put the clockwork bits on him has obviously made the bones significantly more resistant to damage. But you're looking at him going, yeah, these are not just old. These are a go. This is thousands of years old. You yeah. Know, maybe, like, Aslanti Empire, 10,000 years old.
1: Yeah. Does he have anything else on with him apart from the metal armor?
0: Uh, it looks like, it looks like basically a lizard that is partly turned into a clockwork man. Right, interesting. Um, and no, he is dead and has no, um, identifying features, valuables or anything of that sort.
1: Cool, so I will, uh, at that point, I will carefully rebury him.
0: Yep. And, uh, at that point, um, I will take your knowledge engineering check again. That was a poor roll. Nineteen. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you can see the lizard has clearly endeavoured to fuse um, clockwork bits onto him in some fashion. It obviously hasn't covered the entire body, and you don't know whether this killed him or something killed him later. Yeah. Um, and that's about what you can take away. He was trying to turn him, or someone was trying to turn him into some sort of lizard-cyborg thing.
1: Well, yeah. what does the remaining pages of the book say? Uh...
0: Tristan looks at it and goes Huh I can't read this. You can't? I it's I, a, a, a I mean there are elements of most uh, no. draconic in there. I think it's Atlantic. Ah I never had the opportunity to learn it. I don't think there are too many who to understand the tongue. Uh mm.
1: you know that uh that spell tongues? Yes. Does that give you the? Would that give you the ability to read this?
0: Uh, I'm not sure it actually does. I believe it allows you to speak all
1: languages. Yes, You're welcome to speak you speak well sure.
0: and have a look. Um, regardless, Tristan has come prepared for this.
1: Yeah, in um, case he runs across the unlikely. He so
0: says, "Well, I, I never thought I'd run across something that I couldn't read, but in case I did, Yeah. am <laughs> round potion of comprehend languages.
1: Sweet." Yeah, tongues is a, um, is, is language-based, not reading-based.
0: Yes, but comprehend languages is explicitly written.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, um, because tongues, lexi- tongues is for communicating with people, whereas comprehend languages is for understanding people and reading books. Uh, so I can get the date right on this, can you give me what year it is now And a
0: calculator?
1: Uh, sure. Uh... Here's a calculator. Um, let me find the year. Uh, it is 4722. So, um, because it, we're in Desness, we're exactly a year in front of the um, yep. curse right now.
0: So, Tristan picks the, this book up and starts turning the plates and reading it. He says, Oh, well, yes, that's much clearer. And, and he will read it aloud, and of course, you get an old voice. And my name is Felonius of Mount Kyar. Of Mount Kyar, rather. I am the last of my people, perhaps. The last of the lizards. The last of the great Aslanti Empire. My designs for the great boat were successful. They weathered the fire and it weathered the rain. But my staring mechanisms were damaged and I had drifted for endless months across the world to find this lonely hillock. What has become of my people? Am I the last? Am I all alone? I still have my work. And Tristan turns it, turns the next page over he says, "Ah, huh, well, uh, points it at you and, and shows you its diagrams and things. He says, well, this is clearly part of some sort of clockwork construction and you look at it and see yeah it's, it's indeed some detailed schematics for building a tiny piece of a clockwork thing but Kalin can pretty immediately recognize what you're looking at here is equi- the equivalent of page 413 of an instruction manual oh, yeah it provides you no know, real useful information but it gives you a hint of the science that went into it um vast majority of those pages have been removed entirely there's one page about three pages left sorry of these different pieces of designs just to give you an idea of the style then the last page in aslanti says i have lost track of the months years decades my sentinels are no substitute for my people i cannot bear the pain in my heart anymore it is time to implement my solution and hope it succeeds. And then it stops there, and the next page is engraved in a completely different hand in Tel Bain, <laughs> which both of you can read anyway. Hey, yeah. It says, This "This place should be destroyed, yet I cannot bring myself to do it. The rituals and the science Phalan has created, the last works perhaps, the Lost Aslanti Empire, are fantastic. But such power on the wrong hands could be dangerous. I have settled for melting down the bulk of his works, leaving enough of the Guardians to dissuade anyone from approaching. Although his ideas may help my father fight off the wyvern menace, in the end his clockwork secrets are too dangerous to be unleashed upon the world at large. I have great respect for this forgotten castaway, and I see how some of his work could be adapted, improved upon. But I wish to see this great lizard man's legacy not marred by what were, in the end, the rantings of a man consumed by loneliness." The clockwork thing he had become had no heart. Only a purpose it still stubbornly cl- kept to. What Falan had made himself into was better destroyed. Prince Castruccio Iriveti, of the Kingdom of Pitax, 14th Gosrun, 4668, 54 years ago. Ouch.
1: Ouch. That explains more than it doesn't.
0: And the colour in Tristan's face just drains away. And he looks over at the partial Lizardman corpse you've got in the corner and goes...
1: Well, uh, yes.
0: <sighs> Tanya's grace. All that work's been lost. Melted down. What could it have said? What could it have been?
1: Well, I, I think it was how you turn yourself into a clockwork man. Erivati's the only one who read it. Then Obviously it worked a bit better that time. It upon the work. Figured out how to finish it like.
0: Tristan looks kind of sick. And, uh, with this piece of information, your heel check goes up high enough uh, the lizard man bits of corpse you have have this weird thing around the heart. There's like this chunk of twisted, burnt-looking metal there, um, and yeah, he he cut his heart out. Yikes! And replaced it clearly using magic as well yeah. as science. There were presumably rituals involved in this book as well. He cut his heart out and turned and felon the lizard man endeavoured to turn himself into a clockwork man. And apparently succeeded, somewhat. Because Erivedi... Yeah, Irivedi clearly found it. He said the clockwork thing had become had no heart, only a purpose it still stubbornly kept to. Yeah. What Fallon had made himself was better destroyed.
1: Of course, Erivedi destroyed it.
0: destroyed it, buried him.
1: Yeah.
0: And then made no further notes here beyond yeah. um, destroying the work. These plates are metal, but yeah. you know, a hot forge would melt them down. Yeah. Um, yeah. And... Uh, that was 54 years ago. Yup. Presumably, Ereventy has made some changes since
1: then. Yeah. I wonder what changed his mind. wonder what he went through that caused him to decide... That he was better off heartless. I wonder if something happened to his queen. It makes a lot of sense. I mean she in a horrible sort of way she just disappeared and perhaps but, that was before rather than after
0: but even if she died uh, betrayed him broken his heart this is this is ghastly
1: I am I, I'm not arguing He did a terrible thing living
0: with a broken heart is hard he says wincing slightly as he does it recognising but I never give up what I am because I was alone
1: nay but what we are we're not meant we're we're mortal we're not meant not to feel pain not to die
0: if he did something but there's
1: folks enough I mean that um Vordekai wasn't much that was recognisable, but he was alive once too, until he decided to be something else that didn't die.
0: I wouldn't have thought Erevedi was really the man for it at all, but do you think he might have done something like Akaros did? Killed his wife in a jealous fit, something of the sort, was trying to bury his guilt here?
1: It's hard to picture. But the, it, the it man, is, but the man, but the man we, but if you look at this Castruccio Rivetti, the living man who claimed blight in the first place was clearly a very different person from the Rivetti we know.
0: The prince that wrote this isn't the clockwork king.
1: The prince who wrote this is dead. No heart, only a purpose it's still stubbornly kept to. It's a pretty compelling description, isn't it?
0: Tristan puts the book down heavily and looks kind of green. Ereventi could have wiped this out as a prince or as the Clockwork King.
1: Destroyed this place, you mean?
0: Oh, at least removed this. He could. He clearly had some method of getting in and out ahead of the Warden Jacks Worms. So if we could do it, I. Uh, he's taken. Most of the pages out of this, the designs, the schematics, the rituals, and melted them down, but he could have removed the history <coughs> altogether.
1: Why do you think he didn't?
0: I presume like me, based off what I read, he said here the place should be destroyed, but he can't bring himself to do it. The rituals, the science, uh, what Fallon had died for were, was too great. He left it as a legacy clockwork Ken didn't come back and bury it. Maybe he didn't care anymore. Maybe he still cared enough. He still... Even a clockwork heart still beats, I suppose.
1: He cares about some things. He was angry at... Um, he was angry at, at Javun for wasting his troops. Throwing their lives away.
0: So there's still something in him that's human...
1: Not very much, he doesn't understand why the um river Ra- the river Raizer leaders would be angry that their child had been taken. To him, that's just sound practice. He doesn't understand that he's made them the kind of enemies that will do anything to see him taken down.
0: He hasn't contemplated the morality of it.
1: I don't think there's a lot left of him, still something. But, Castruccio Ravetti is dead. And I'm sorry for it, but he shouldn't have done what he did. So, some things are just wrong. He lost whatever, whatever pain he was in that made him think this sacrifice was worth it. It wasn't the right thing to do. I could have more sympathy for this poor fellow, and he nods to the young, he nods to the and uh, at the corner, alone, without any any people. But even for him, I think that the trade wasn't worth it.
0: He must have been right here, Iravetti, on this table. And he sort of traces like a vague outline of a person-esque shaped figure lying in the middle of it. There's more than enough space. Did he? Did someone do this to him, or did he cut his own heart out and change
1: himself? I think he. I think he was entirely alone. Well, I wonder. All right, a question: Eriveti and his queen, the young Eriveti, had no children, as far as anyone knows. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, Iravetti basically succeeded his father, so he was the prince fifty-four years ago. Yeah. Um, about. Two to three years after he writes this, he succeeds his father. Yeah. Gets married pretty much immediately. Yeah. You know, within a cu- within a couple of months of being king. Yeah. Um and then stops at at that point, Pytax stops sort of expanding, he stops adventuring, he doesn't stop going out altogether. Yeah. But he um well, certainly becomes less ambitious, put it that way.
1: Well, at some point in there, he, when he takes over from his father, he expands the kingdom rapidly yeah, and
0: Pytax yeah. grows. Yes. And that, he... Yeah, sorry, I'm getting my timelines muddled. So he gets- Yep. Yeah, sorry, a little, 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 can I try again? Yep. Okay. So, 54 years ago, he finds this. Couple of years after that, he, his father dies, he takes over, he expands the kingdoms. He drives off the reasonably serious Wyvern menace to become a background menace as opposed to an active threat. Yeah. Um, that's a period of about four to five years or so. Yeah. Um, somewhere in there he gets married. Yeah. And then somewhere in there, um, his, he spreads rapidly, then starts spreading more slowly as his kingdom gets bigger and harder to manage and that sort of thing. And then at some point just, arbitrarily stops about um, 10 odd years after he wrote this.
1: Yeah, and th- and that's the point at which... And he that's be- the point
0: in which no one saw his queen again afterwards. And he became... He became the cockwork co- King.
1: Because people start talking about the Clockwork King at Ravetti and he hangs out in his weird empty palace yep. yep. no one goes into it. And, and as, all that as that's
0: 54 years ago, most of the people that grew up around that generation have died... And presumably Eriveti himself has taken pains to ensure not much detail is published. There's no histories of his family, no books you can read.
1: In terms of, um, so there's that, um, t- five to ten year period where he was a human man with a queen. Yeah. Um, do the timelines work for if he had a child yeah. for her to be Brink? Uh, Bryn is... Because, um, assuming his queen was yep, yep. elven or half-elven or something, which we don't know very much about her. So uh,
0: Bryn is in her mid-forties. She can't be precise because she doesn't know because yep. she was raised in the woods by wolves. Um, Father Bravia has sort of arbitrarily given her yep. a- an age. But, yeah, she's, she's a half-elf. She's in her mid-forties, which makes her young-ish... For a half-elf. But yeah, she's... She's, you know, say, somewhere between 40 and 50 years old. So,
1: yeah, easily. Yeah. So, because... Alright, so, Calum, well, um... The thing is, I've always... We know... We know Brynn comes from Pitex. And that the golems first, and some, possibly some other golems, were charged with protecting her. If... Castruccio was a living man back then with a queen. They could have had a young daughter.
0: I suppose that's possible
1: it's first that makes the connection for me. we've got this is this is this is what he was doing fifty four years ago. He was in this cave. These things can be improved on he made I think he must have made those I would say so
0: crude first but, efforts
1: but if he made those. We, you've said the the golems had one maker. The man who made first made 38th. Yes. And the man who made first made those. All Where them. else would first have come from but to protect that which matters most? To protect his daughter?
0: His daughter. But... No wonder he wants breath. I... and first and gatekeeper I don't know how much they all tie together or if they're separate goals
1: I think he wants gatekeeper for the mound but I don't know how that all fits together I mean gatekeeper is more than a sword I took an obligation when I took it out of that mound it it was Mab intended it to defend this this realm
0: so presumably did Eriveti Castrucio, prince.
1: He, he must have intended when he took the blade to defend this place, and he said the river kingdoms were intended, two weeks ago he said the river kingdoms were intended for mortal men. Mm-hmm. That's what the swords are, are there to fight. I
0: guess this is what the, this is what meant the song of the first world that we heard. Well, one is strong, two add to ten, when driven by the heart of men, about swords. He's not a man. Not anymore. He doesn't have a heart, per se. There's clearly
1: a man in him somewhere. He he can still wield blight, but I don't think that may be why he can't access the the boulder.
0: if it's not meant for him, um, such a thing could be overcome. But if it's it's checking your essential humanity or mortality, then he's gone beyond it and Tristan sort of muses on this and basically mechanically equates that to a whopping great penalty to a used magic device check like you can try and make the boulder believe that you are a mortal man and have a heart but because you are lacking those things in the first place it's much harder than it otherwise would be which is probably why Iriveti and his use magic device skills can't get into it. Yes, even though he has
1: half to use magic
0: yeah, device un- and we do not. Unless he gets another sword to yeah. add more
1: bonus to it. So he wants into the rock, and he wants run back, and he wants first back. I mean, first is, from a certain point of view, his. And
0: mm, I, maybe the last person who saw his child, his wife, his wife and
1: child's alive. Is that what happened to her? Did she run away with the child, maybe? And they were attacked. Did she run away from a Rivetti?
0: It could have been.
1: I, I would have. I don't... I, I, mean... I don't think he would have tried... To, I don't think he would have tried to kill them, but perhaps they ran into trouble on the road. It,
0: it could be as simple as uh, slipping a ho- slipping off a horse, a fit of rage, a blow that was only meant to slow them down, any one of those things. I, I, I'm sure Castruccio wouldn't have done those things, though. Because I'm Tristan, and I believe the best in everyone. <laughs> I'm Not actually necessarily right. You know, I'm just <laughs> speculating.
1: Well, it's a it's an ugly picture.
0: First is extremely intelligent for a construct. I mean, I I don't know if he would serve Irrevetti, the original master that made him, or the people he'd been assigned to protect.
1: Yeah, I think First would protect that which mattered most.
0: Although a, a conflict between those sets of priorities could
1: break him. And I wonder if... Uh, first is more intelligent than the later models. I wonder if he was made by Cristrusio and the later models were made by Urivesi, by the Clockwork King. Maybe. Perhaps he There's came to... Develop- There's advancement
0: from first to then.
1: It, it, they, they were made later, and you can tell from the numbers... But perhaps he came to value loyalty over initiative.
0: First is certainly a lot more independent than his other constructs.
1: And Uriveti called him the defective unit.
0: Yes, he said he wanted him back to...
1: Fix him. Fix him. Yeah. Perhaps what happened with First showed him that he needed constructs that wouldn't make their own decisions about the right thing to do. We can't know, hmm. but I think I need to talk to Bryn. Uh,
0: what I will actually do for you between sessions is I will write you up a Ayurvedic and PyTax timeline. That what, sounds What fantastic. you know happened when, and what you speculate could have happened when.
1: Yes. Yeah. Cause I'm also tr- I'm trying to remember what Bryn told me about what she remembered about her past and what we worked out with her and First. Uh, she because re- I know I know she had a longer name that she said we weren't to use.
0: Yeah, <laughs> she remembers very very little in any meaningful way. Like yeah, flashes of um. Not not so much flashes of trauma as, you know, flashes of remembrance of vaguely a mother and father type thing. Yeah. Um, first, on the other hand, remembered that um, when he was protecting that which mattered most and he broke, um, that they were in the woods, that they were attacked, um, that the woman was crying, that the woman was dying.
1: Ah, yeah. Um,
0: that the child could still be saved... And he and he took the child and that's where his memories stop. Right.
1: Yep. That that And then at
0: some point between hither and thither, Bryn turns up in the woods getting raised by wolves and first ends up in a field over there, ninety percent of his memory broken, just kind of standing there and interacting with whoever comes near.
1: Yeah. If he um if he got Bryn to a certain extent and then shut down with the damage he'd taken. Yeah. In one of those fugues he has when his programming overloads. Yeah. He, he might have just kind of stood there for it's, a long it's period of much, time.
0: It's very much, it's very much the mechanical equivalent of somebody staggering along while <coughs> bleeding heavily from a wound. Yeah. Sooner or later they will collapse, they won't necessarily die. Yeah. And if that's, if that theory holds, then Britt was just kind of left alone in the woods. You know, as um. Mm. Uh not this is not as a baby, because first talk, first talked about her as a child. Yeah. But you know, like a three year old child is theoretically capable of surviving in the woods.
1: But the wolves made the difference between surviving and not surviving. Yes. Yes.
0: Whereas, you know, a two month old baby just kind of lies there until it starves. Yeah.
1: And um the Yeah. That's interesting. Timeline tracks. Yeah, I'm wondering, um, because um, Elder El- said she'd had swordlord training when he was fighting with her on the line dance. Yeah, and I'm wondering where she got that in in, yep. in that timeline. Yep. There's more t- more to that than meets the eye, but it does but it does fit together in terms of what where Castrucia Rovetti's wife went. It certainly does. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, why they were running through the woods is an interesting question, but mm. if if my husband came home and said he'd fixed it, 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 it does see, spring to mind a kind of Anakin Skywalker-like conversation. I've fixed Your myself. You're new empire. Yeah, I've fixed myself and everything's going to be okay now. I'd definitely be like, yes, dear, everything will be perfectly okay. Studio, I'm just,
0: what have you done?
1: <laughs> I, I'm just going to go to my bedroom and gather up my child and pack some stuff and flee into the woods with only my loyal goblins' protection.
0: You turned her against
1: me. <laughs> you have done that yourself. Yeah. Alright, so well, I think I have a better understanding why Titania said he done terrible things.
0: We're missing parts of the story, but I think we have enough of the facts to know what happened here. Aye. I... And he closes Fulan's book with a heavy metal clank.
1: I know you're not big on destroying things, but I think he made the right call with the rest of the pages. I don't think this is something people should be able to do.
0: We can't... We have to leave this here. Of course. It's it's a monument to the ancient Islantic people, to the courage of one lizard who must have come halfway around the world on whatever arc he constructed <laughs> to end up here. It would have been an, a tiny island at the time.
1: We can leave it here or we can take it with us, but we certainly won't destroy it, and I'm perfectly fine to leave it here. Yeah, but Tristan
0: there's... is heavily opposed to moving it.
1: Cool. There's no, um, there's no harm in what's left.
0: But we, we have time, and what he will do is pull out paper and start making rubbings of these so he has all the story with him.
1: Yeah, that, that's what I was thinking. Copies think...
0: of all this kind of thing. That
1: was what I was thinking, um, make certain nothing else gets lo- nothing else get of it gets lost. And as
0: you are in no time hurry, yeah, he will say, Rupert, you know, you do rubbings on this one, rubbings, and he will make four, or five copies of this.
1: So, uh, and um, Kaelin will um, talk to Tristram about possibly making a little marker for the lizards um, for the lizards' grave, uh, which will probably say what was his name, Felonius. 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 Which will Shorten say, to Falaf. Yeah, which will say, Felonius, last of the Aslanti. <laughs> In fact, it will say, Felonius, last of the Aslanti. Nothing can live without a heart.
0: <laughs> I'm sure the Queen Veskin and the Blizzard Folk of Work, will be fascinated to know that one of people was here... 10,000 years ago.
1: I, I, um... I'd better take a copy of her as well. <laughs> well, I, I thought one of those was her copy. You, you've you got five. Well, uh, one for myself, one for the library. <laughs> well, know. it's not like we can't duplicate... We, we can duplicate it as many times as we like once we're out of here.
0: I, I want to send one to a fellow I met in the Academy at Corvosa. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Alright, well... I feel like that was knowledge worth the having. All right, let's talk about this, and Kelly will point at the wall of the cave. Just run. ah, yes, that.
0: <laughs> the lawnmower's churn. You <laughs> and Tristan in stare at this wall of steel. There's, there's a gap above them, like five foot high. Yeah, he says. Well, we have time to think about that one. Let's not hurry into the gnashing jaws of death. don't do dumb.